If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I am, as ever, delighted to be back with you again. I'm not going to talk much about the weather today. It's one of those nothing days, a little bit of drizzle and it's cooler. It's definitely fall. Fall is on the way and yeah, very welcomed, actually. So we're still getting a lot of work done on the house, uh, getting it ready for uh, specifically the apartment downstairs, getting it ready for new guests. So I'm working with Jason Beaton, as I mentioned last week on our new website, and I'm going to be ably joined by Sibylla Kim. She's going to come in and build her website at the same time as me. So anybody else who wants to come in and join this, you've got in about another few days, another week or so, to let me know and uh, and we'll work on it together. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, one thing I have noticed when I did my move, particularly doing the, you know, moving out the office was the amount of junk that I brought with me or the amount of junk that I've actually got stored up in cupboards. And one of the things I've got, and I think I counted 15 different notebooks you know, I've been in that last office for 15 years and I'm not think, I don't think I just had one notebook for every fifth, for, for every year we were there. It's just that I, I love to open a nice new notebook, particularly the ones that say ideas on the front. And then I can have a nice new fresh notebook. And every time I have an idea, I write it down there. And my goal is that, you know, I, I will pick up that, that book and go through the ideas every couple of months and come back on some of these brilliant, brilliant suggestions that I've made to myself over time. And I do, I have a lot of brilliant ideas. I think everybody does. And I do write mine down, but 15 different notebooks, some of them only with a few pages filled, but all filled with these amazing ideas over the last 15 years. I brought them all because I'm going to actually look through them and see if there's anything that I can salvage. I'm going to do this because I'm going to stop doing this idea thing. For those of you who are at VRSS in San Antonio earlier this year, I hope you got the opportunity to sit in on Brad Martineau's keynote when he was talking. I mean, in fact, he had a picture of all my notebooks in there. Well, it wasn't actually a picture of my notebooks. It was a picture of well, it, it could have been my notebooks because it looked exactly the same as this jumble of notebooks that I had in my office cupboard. And he was talking about the fact that we have, we all have ideas uh, that we don't implement. And he had some great graphics to, um, to, to demonstrate this. And I'm not going to go into much detail about this because Brad Martineau is my guest today. And he's going to come along and talk in a little bit more detail about marketing automation and business automation in general. 
And I'm going to be joined as well by Jason Beaton. You had, we had Jason here for our discussion last week where he was talking, where we were talking about website building. But Jason's coming back today and we're going to do a bit of a tag team interview with Brad because Jason is the, we call him our chief marketing officer for the Vacation Rental Formula. Jason's been working with Sixth Division for a number of months now and I wanted to have his take on uh, some of the ideas that Brad raised in his keynote speech at VRSS and also in the associated workshop he did. Now, I'm going to be um, referencing this keynote right the way through the discussion with Brad, and you will be able to download that keynote speech. Uh, It's part of the package of all the VRSS 2018 presentations. But we're pulling this particular keynote out and offering it to you as a separate download. So if after you've listened to myself and Jason talking with Brad and you'd like to to take a look at this presentation, I really encourage you to go to the show notes and do so because I thought it was one of the most insightful, inspiring, motivational uh, presentations I have ever seen at a vacation rental conference. I will return and mention this at the end of the, uh, the episode again. Until then, and without further ado, let's move on over to the discussion that I had with Brad Martineau along with Jason Beaton. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today um, my friend and the Chief Marketing Officer of Vacation Rental Formula, Jason Beaton, and also Brad Martineau from Sixth Division. And for those of you who are at VRSS this year, you will be familiar with uh, with Brad because I'm sure you came along to his inspiring, motivational and very entertaining keynote speech. So, so first of all, welcome, Brad. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you're, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. I listened again to your uh, keynote this morning and I got re-inspired. So, uh, so we're, <laughs> awesome. we're going to be uh, touching on some of the, some of the things that you talked about in that and also in the accompanying workshop that you did at, uh, at VRSS. So I brought Jason along too for, for listeners of the podcast who are regular listeners. You will know Jason and you'll know him from last week's podcast when we talked about website building. Um, but uh, glad to have you back with me again, Jason. Yeah, absolutely. It's always fun to, to jump in and, and uh, work with the audience. Well, we had this little discussion today about your title that we're calling you chief marketing officer. And then I went <laughs> onto the sixth division website and I've decided that we're all going to rename ourselves. So <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 we're going to create these awesome, uh, you know, start startup roles and, and names too, huh? I, I think so. I think so. Cause we're, we're, it's all a bit boring, Brad. I think you need to, uh, you need to enlighten us all on that. You worked with, um, infusion soft and you are now, championing sixth division you just seem to have such an amazing team at sixth division uh also know that you're the father of five kids which is just beyond me tell us a bit about yourself brad what's your background and uh, a little bit about sixth division and you can tell us about your kids too 
Perfect. Yeah. So there are days where it's a little bit beyond me too. So you don't have to feel left out in that. <laughs> the five <laughs> kids, that is. Five kids. So yeah. So my name is Brad Martin. I was uh, born and raised native of Arizona. So I've been here my whole life. Um, growing up, I was actually the sixth of 10 kids um, and I've been married for 18 years now as of the recording of this uh, podcast. And I got five kids, 16, 14, 12, 11, and eight. And uh, what I say about that is it's a party in my house all the time, whether I want it to be or not. So super fun. Um, and I, I, so growing up, I wasn't like a natural born entrepreneur. I was, if I hadn't have gotten fired from Infusionsoft when I worked there, or later, I got laid off. There was like a 10% layoff. I say fired because it's more dramatic and it makes people, or ears pick, perk up. But there was a, they did a round of layoffs preemptively so to make the business more stable. And I was in that round. And, um, and if they wouldn't have laid me off, I think I'd still be there. Um, and, uh, and I'm forever grateful that they did. Uh, there were, you know, there were a lot of hard times after that of figuring stuff out, which is called the story of every entrepreneur ever. Um, and, uh, and so what happened basically is I, I got laid off and I'm looking around, I'm like, well, I know this Infusionsoft thing really good. And Infusionsoft, for those of you that aren't familiar with Infusionsoft, um, basically what it is, is it's a software tool that helps entrepreneurs automate their business from, from their marketing to their sales, to how they deliver uh, amazing value and experience for their clients. It allows them to automate it so that they have more time. And they can get more clients and deliver a better experience. And it's one of a bunch of tools that are available now. Back then, it was really the only tool. So my time at Infusionsoft really introduced me to this world of entrepreneurship. And when I left, I was like, well, I don't really know what to do, but I know how to do this thing really well. And people struggle with it. So I guess I'll go help people with Infusionsoft. And I have my, I still have my like mission statement for the company I created. It was in December of like 2011. And it was, I want to uh, I want to demystify what it takes to automate your business. I want to make it simple because people were struggling with it. And long story short, that was the seeds of what eventually became Six Division. I realized I didn't want to be a freelance consultant. I wanted to build a business. I wanted to have a team. Um, and so we set out to create uh, the, the process and the teaching and the language to help people understand how to effectively automate their business. Because what we realized is Infusionsoft and any of the other tools that are available to automate your business, the active campaigns of the world, the click funnels, the lead pages, the drips, all those tools, um, they're like calculators and they can be really, really valuable if you understand math. And, you know, believe it or not, in school, they don't teach you the concept of automation. And then when you just start a business, there is no manual for entrepreneurship. And so really what we recognize is all people needed is some some training and some education about how to think about automation. And all of a sudden, um, these tools would become a lot easier. So we set out to create that, and in, in the process, we built a, you know, we built a little uh, multi-seven-figure agency helping people really understand how to leverage automation in their business to, to really target the three core outcomes of any business, which is, one, I want to get more clients, uh, the right clients. Two, I want to make those clients happier. And three, I would like to do both of those first two things in the least amount of time necessary. And so that's, that's what we do at Six Division. Uh, we also created a software company out of it to help with some of the tools uh, but that's what we do. We really make it simple and easy for entrepreneurs to make it easier for them to run their business and, and get more clients and make them happy. Oh, what got me about it was that it it applies to it, it definitely applies to our business, uh, short the short term rental business. It's oh yeah, so so clearly just just those three tenets of the business, um, particularly the saving time, because I think you know all of us who are who are in this business just seem to spend so much time on it that we we know we don't need to so so let's let, let's kick off and talk about you know you you talked about marketing automation in that presentation and, and yep. you said first of all you don't like those two words either of them <laughs> why did you use them so i it's it's the same reason actually there's a lot of parallels between that and titles 
Um, I think the phrase, uh, when you get into actually applying and, and implementing and using marketing automation in your business, that languaging is very dangerous because it'll act like blinders and it won't have you see the possibility. Uh, the reason why I use it is because it's what everybody else says. So I'm also like, um, I heard this the other day, uh, I think Eric Thomas, the hip hop teacher, was talking, telling a story. I was like, I, I may be stupid, but I'm not dumb. So, um, and, and for me, what I recognize is everybody out there is like, oh, automation, I want to automate my business. And that's kind of the industry terminology. Uh, so the reason why I use it is twofold. One, because people will pay attention because that's like the idea of being able to automate your business is really, really attractive. Um, uh, so I use it because that's that's the that's the industry. It's what it's been labeled. It's the game. It's the industry that we're in. Um, and I also uh, and the reason why I start almost every one of my presentations off with the let me tell you why I don't like the name marketing automation. After I just got done extolling all the benefits and virtues of marketing automation, is because it'll get people to flip and think differently um, about what we're actually doing. Because if you just limit yourself to thinking it's marketing and it's automation, you'll literally miss out on like ninety percent of what's possible. When we start to look at, at really building, um, you know, what a real automated business looks like, it's it's way more than marketing, um, and it's definitely more than just the elements that can be fully automated. So I use it to get people's attention, and also to set it up to be able to do like a switch and do a a, a different frame, so people are like, oh, it opens up a whole new world when people really grasp what marketing automation could be, as opposed to just the label that we give it. So one of the one of the arguments that I hear, and I know you and I have talked about this, Jason, before, is is about the personalized experience because it, you know we're, we're a people business. We deal with if we're a property manager, we're dealing with two sets of clients, and that's owners and guests. And if we're an independent owner, then we're dealing with guests. But the argument is that if you start automating, does that not take the personalization out of it? Because I think we think about automa automation is dealing with people in the same way as we deal with their access into a property. You know, you no longer have to meet somebody. You just go to the door and key in your number and in you go. T tell yep. me about that. That would be an example of why I don't like the term marketing automation. Um, the, the reason why I got labeled that is because it sounds really sexy. And then as people get in, they run like, oh, but I don't want to automate it because it's not going to be personalized. W the game that we're really playing um, and so like I tell people I want a marketing automation agency, but the game that we're actually playing has very little to do with automation. Um, it's about building a business that is predictable and that I know what I can count on. When I say predictable, it's predictable on those three core business outcomes that I talked about at the beginning. I want to have predictability in terms of the number of clients that are coming into my business. I want to have predictability about the experience that I'm going to be delivering for those clients. And I want to have predictability around the amount of time and energy that's going to take me. So if we look at predictability and we sort of trace how do you get to predictability, go to its roots, predictability can only come on the heels of something being consistent. You, predictability, like the definition of it is when something is consistent and I can look at what it's producing, I can start to predict what the results are going to be. And I want to be really clear too when I say predictability, I don't mean guaranteed, I just mean that it's predictable. And so what we're looking for is we want to be consistent in um, how we market, sell, and deliver for our clients. And, and when we can consistently deliver an amazing experience from lead to prospect to client, then we can create this predictable client journey that's going to give us a business that's predictable. So when people talk marketing automation, my real first objective is I want to get them to shift away from the idea of marketing or automation to say, no, no, no. We want a consistently amazing client experience that starts from the moment you capture a lead online because you put together a uh, lead magnet about the things that people can do in your area near the home that you have and it includes some discounted rates that you've negotiated with the people around there. So we create an amazing experience around that and then we also look at how can we create an amazing experience when somebody's actually deciding whether or not 
they want to buy or they want to rent my house or, or whatever, it, you know, whatever the, whatever the process is and what it looks like. Like, how do I create an amazing experience for them without, without drowning me and my team? And then once somebody does book to stay with me, how do I enhance and multiply the experience? And, and like, we do a lot of BRBLs personally with my family. And uh, when, I, when I look in the vacation rental space, what I see is a lot of people who um, they may not intentionally be shying away from automation because they're nervous about the experience. But what I see is I get a lot of transactional automated messaging and very little that has anything to do with an experience. So, so the irony for me is if you come sit down with me and we're going to talk about how you can automate your business and use quote unquote marketing automation, that what we're actually going to be talking about is how can we better personalize the experience, not how can we make it less personalized. Like automation for the sake of automation and having it be non-personalized, I, like I don't, that's stupid. That doesn't make any sense at all. Um, so we talk a lot about there are really four different critical forces of automation, four critical elements. Um, and I don't think I talked about this in my keynote, but it's what we talk about a lot with our clients. So there are four key aspects to using automation correctly. And one of them um, is that you're trying to deliver, you're actually trying to improve the experience. You're, you're not trying to decrease it or you're not trying to limit the amount of interaction you have with your client. You want to make the interaction you have better and you want to make it more scalable. That really is the outcome that we're looking for when we talk automation. That sometimes can get lost when we just use a label called marketing automation because then people do think, oh, it's just I send them some emails and they show up and they check into their house and then nothing else happens. I'm like, oh, that, that's, that's like a small piece of it, but that's definitely not all of it. And if that's all you're doing, then automation will not be, uh, it's not going to be producing nearly the impact that it could be in your business. It, it's interesting when you, you talk about the word, you use that word experience. Um, I'm doing a, um, a presentation, in fact, at, at the VRMA conference in Las Vegas next month. And we're, we're talking about how, we, we look at that word experience and think about things like a whale watching trip or, um, or a balloon ride or, or, or a walk in the forest close by to your property. But that, but what you're saying is, is, is experience is entirely different. And in fact, that's, that's very much the same theme that I'm using within my, uh, my session as well. And I think this is something new for people when to, to actually hear that term experience linked in with automation. Um, so, you know, that, that was a great explanation. Just, just one thing that just sort of came to mind while you're talking about that, because it's something that you said again in, in your, in your session. And, and this really comes to something that's, that's quite dear to my heart at the moment. And that's, you know, um, getting in touch with owners because that's something we, we've been talking about guests, but as a property manager, one of the, the key goals that we have is to capture more owners because if we, if we don't have the owners, we don't have anything to give to our guests. Right. And it's, as Jason knows, this is huge pain point for me. Uh, and it is for many other property managers because I know when I go to a Vera May conference and there's 1,300 property managers there and you do a session on owner acquisition – and it's absolutely jam-packed. It's a big issue. How do we get these, these owners and how do we deal with them when we get them? And something you said in your session really resonated, not only with me, but I heard it from other people. And I don't know if you recall it, uh, Brad, you talked about the bathroom experience. You talked about... <laughs> yes. Can, can, you, can you talk about that? Because that, that, was, um, that was key for me. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, and this fits right into this idea of experience, whether we're talking guests or owners, right? So th this was the situation. So I was at, um, I was at the, the event at VRSS at the summit, and 
Um, and I'm hanging out there. And, and one of the principles that I try and get across is what experience actually is. Because experience says, like going on a walk in the forest or whatever, uh, is not the same thing as like a client experience. Uh, they're, they're, they're two different things. And one can lead to the other. The experiences can help improve the experience. But the experience is really what happens inside somebody's mind and with their emotions as they're interacting with you. And so this idea that I was trying to get across is you have the ability to influence the experience and you can do it automatically and you can make a massive difference. Um, and, and the idea that I like to get across a lot of times is you got to put your mind, you got to put yourself in the, in the shoes of the person coming to the property. And in the case of the owner, you got to put yourself in the mind of the owner who has somebody coming to their property and who also is maybe maybe even the spot in the in the business where the owner's coming to talk to you about you renting out their property or whatever the case is, right? So in all of this, you have experience. And the idea that I wanted to get across is I want people showing up either at the house or showing up to a sales conversation where I'm going to try and convince them to, to let me manage their property. I want them showing up and being in a positive, like energetic, uh, decisive mode, not a timid mode. And so... Um, and it was interesting because as I was going, I went to the bathroom and I came and I walked out. And as I was walking out, this was, I got to describe visually where the bathrooms were. So you have the main, the main room and, um, and you have to walk out the door. You have to hang a left out the main door. And then there was a hallway right there. And you had to hang a left to go down the hallway. And the key is the hallway is maybe 12 feet long, maybe 15 feet. It wasn't really long. And at the end of the hallway, you had to go left again to get to the restroom. But when you turn the corner and look down the hallway, you couldn't see that there was a way to go left. So it looked like a dead end of a hallway where we're on a break and as I was coming out um, I noticed that people would come like they're all energetic based on what just happened in the conference room and they would come walk around the corner and they would start walking down the hallway and they would take their first like one or two steps before their brain had processed the hallway were super confident and then they would slow down and then they would stop and they're looking and, and they're looking down the hallway trying to decide there if they went the right way and then they're looking around they'd go back and they they'd actually would stop and turn around and I saw two people do it as I was walking out. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to sit here. This is going to be like a little case, a use case of this principle. So I sat down in the chair and I just watched. And easily 85 to 90% of the people that walked around the corner took about one or two steps confidently. And then they stopped and they started to look around, like looking for somebody to ask if the restrooms were down there. And so I would just kind of wait and I'd see what they were doing. I'd say, hey, just keep going down and go down to the left. The whole point of the exercise for me and what I wanted to share is like, look, you have to recognize you have somebody who's confident and excited. Like, let's, let's take this to somebody coming to stay in a house. They're confident and they're excited because they got this house booked. And then they start to get closer. And guess where they've never been before? Never been to the house. And so, like, I like I took my, my family. We landed in San Francisco. We're going to stay at a house in San Francisco. I land at the airport. Super excited. I get my car. We rented a car. Super excited. I plug into the map where we're going. I'm excited because I haven't got close enough for me to have any real questions. I'm just driving on the freeway. And then I start to get closer. And as I get closer, here's what happens. I start to get less confident. And my kids are riled up and excited because we've been in, a, in an airplane or whatever. So their energy level is increasing and I'm starting to get, like my emotional level is actually decreasing because I'm starting to get nervous that I'm going to be in the wrong place or I'm, I'm not going to pull up to the right house. I don't know where it is. Um, and, you know, eventually we finally find the place. But, but what happens is as I'm approaching the house, I'm not approaching it excited as, the, as like the person who paid for it. I'm approaching it with a little bit of trepidation and a little bit of anxiety Cause I don't like, I don't, you know, San Francisco is different than where I live in Gilbert. Like the roads are a little bit more narrow. You got people driving around. Like, I don't know where I can park. I don't want to get a ticket. Like, I don't know, you know what I can do. And so, so the whole idea is if you can, if you can hijack that experience, like for example, at, at the event, the way that we would solve it at the event is, um, you actually say, Hey, you explain with detail. And I would even go as far as like with a video. Now it doesn't, it's almost a little bit ridiculous to describe that at the event, 
where I'd say, hey, record a video of how to get to the bathroom. But when it comes to your house, not at all. Like I would be having a video that says, hey, by the way, when you come pull up to my house, here's where you're going to come. Look, you'll see these signs. There's a CVS pharmacy here. There's a Target over here. You're going to hang a left on this street. And I would even video it so that I know, like once I get into the area, it starts to become familiar. And I would have a video that has you drive all the way up to the house and be like, hey, park here, unload, but you can't stay here because you're going to get a ticket. So here's what you want to do. Like you explain that whole thing. Now, when I start to pull up, I'm seeing it for a second or a third time. So this idea of experience is how can you prepare people for what they're about to go experience, remembering that you've seen it a million times and they haven't. And so what are the things that you can put in place to prepare them so that they don't have that shift in energy and that shift in emotion and that shift in momentum as they start to get closer to the experience? And that could be when somebody shows up to stay at the house. It could be when a homeowner is walking into your office to have a conversation with you about managing their property or about you showing up you know, in their office or their house. So the more you can really take control of the experience and consider what are all the things that can derail their emotional state. And then you can start to use automation to actually elevate that rather than decrease it. That's where, um, that's where a tremendous amount of power comes into play. So Brad, what, with, with that, what, um, you just said you can use the, those different pinpoints uh, of experience to, um, then you can kind of put, put it in play in automation. What can, can you kind of describe that a little bit about what, what, how would you actually use that in an, in an automated fashion to help increase that, that guest experience? Yeah, for sure. So um, I'll talk specifically about how to use how to do the guest experience because there's really there's really four critical areas that you want to automate in your business. It's the automating of how you handle leads. So you got to have a, an automation strategy for what you're doing with your leads. Then there's an automation strategy where you do with your prospects before they actually decide to buy from you. And then there's an automation strategy for like your new client onboarding or your, or your guests showing up. So what it would look like for me if I had a property, um, which I've considered doing in the past, but if, for me what it would look like is as soon as the person books – um, I'm no longer going to rely on the, I'm going to make sure I get the acronym right, on the OTA. That's the term, right? OTA? Yep. That is the booking. I'm not going to rely on them to create my guest experience, which is what almost every single one of my VRBO and home away, like almost every single one of my vacation rentals, that's what they've done, is they've relied on the OTA to create the experience. What I would do is as soon as somebody books, I'm going to have designed my own experience that would look something like I'm going to kick off a video that said, that's like me in front of the house, be like, hey, I'm super excited you're going to come out. Look, I wanted to give you a quick tour of the house, and I want to show you where everything is. I want to tell you what you can expect. So I, what I would do is I would say, well, I know they're coming out in um, you know, they're coming out in three months, and I would go through and design what email do I want to send first. And the first email I would send would just be sort of an introduction so they have a face to a name. They know who I am, and it's not just in a picture, but they've actually seen me talk, so they realize that I'm an actual real human that is sociable, and they could, they could actually call me if they wanted to. Um, and I, I might introduce them, you know, when I was at the event, I was sitting at a table in the back corner before I spoke, and uh, one of the one of the ladies was talking about how they have a group. They had a group staying at their house, and they were parking their trucks on their lawn, and it had just ran. Like it was just tearing up their lawn, and they had. It was one of the in you know in the written agreement that nobody who's renting a house ever reads. By the way, just newsflash. But in the written agreement, it said don't do that. Um, and so what I was talking to everybody like here's what I would do for everybody new is like the first video is like hey super excited to have you come out. I just want to go over a couple of housekeeping items and you don't have to worry about remembering because I'll remind you as we get closer to you coming out. Um, when you pull up, here's where you're going to pull up. Make sure you park over here. Don't park on the grass. But now it's a visual reinforcement and I would hit on all those critical areas right at the gate. So I'd establish a connection personally through the video with them. And that doesn't mean that I'm shooting this video for each person individually. I'm still shooting just one video. It'll just run every single time that says, hey, here's the house. Here's what you can, here's what you can expect. Um, here's the best way for you to have the most amount of fun. I've got this you know, list of things you can do here. So I'd have, I'd have an email with the video that goes right away. And then leading up to it, 
um, I would be dripping and sending them as they get close to their vacation different ideas of things that they could do. And if it were me, I'd be going out and negotiating uh, discounts or coupons with those activities that are around where the house is. And I would be like, a, a video might be, you know, three weeks out might be, hey, heads up, if you're interested in like golf, for example, we've got a golf course that's right down the street. In fact, I actually went down to them. I've already negotiated that you can get a discount at this place. Um, here's the coupon code. And if you want to start to get ahead, call John at the golf center because I already told him, you know, if John's not available, maybe Sal will talk to you, but I already told him you may call, give him this code, and you can reserve your tea time. And then, uh, you know, so I would fill up the gap in between the time that they decided to come out and the time they're coming out with different ideas of things that they've done. And I would go beyond just the different ideas. I would actually try and give them some sort of a, some sort of a reason why they would go where I'm actually providing additional value besides just something they could pull up on a Google search. Um, and then as they get close to actually coming out is when I would reiterate and remind them of all the travel details. Hey, so remember, when you show up, here's where you're probably going to drive up. Make sure you look for this sign uh, so that they're really clear on where to come because I'll appreciate that video right when I book and then I'll forget it. So I'd love to get that again with also just a reminder of, oh, hey, and by the way, just make sure that you don't park on my grass because I don't want you to kill it. You know, it's sort of like the stuff that we think, well, duh, um, but I just want to have it run automatically. So imagine, just, just imagine a new client experience where it's not just, you know, HomeAway or VRBO or, or whatever tool it is that you're using, just sitting like, oh, hey, by the way, don't forget, here's the login access or here's the little app that you can get that, that will give you your, like, here's the truth. You want to know what owners do with those apps and with all that stuff? They do one thing. They take the address and they put it in their calendar, maybe, or they go search for the email and they take the address so they know where to show up. And then they get the access info for how to get in. That's it. They don't even look at anything else. And so, if, but if I take it out of that and I build an experience where it's being dripped on them with, with some emails that have been intentionally designed and crafted, I can completely transform um, the experience. I mean, I could go as far as if I know that people are coming in the area where they're going to be bringing kids, or if I know that I might create two new client onboarding experiences, one that is I don't have any kids and one that is I do, I would create videos for the kids. Like it would have been awesome if the guy whose house was in San Francisco, like, hey, you're bringing kids? Cool. I get three or four emails leading up like, hey, with your kids, here's some things you might want to do. In fact, here's a video for your kids that goes over four or five things that they might want to do. Why don't you show it to your kids and then let them pick? Now my kids are engaged in what's going on. I'm starting to prepare them for the experience they're going to have. So, um, I mean, I, I could keep going on and on and on, but there's, there is a tremendous possibility of just dramatically improving the experience that somebody has with you. And what that ultimately starts to do is they start to build a brand with you. Like I don't have any relationship with anybody that I've rented a house from and I've done it a lot for me. It's like, I just go back to BRBO. So in order to hijack that relationship and make it be, no, you want to come to, to me and potentially my other properties, you've got to give them a reason to care about who you are. And you do that through an experience and, and notice everything that I just said, if you're paying attention, you'll be like, that would be freaking dope if I had that in place in my business. Um, and it's all automated. And guess what it does? It only increases and improves the experience. And it only makes it more personal because when you call them, when they show up, or if you meet them, they already know who you are, which means you can actually have a more personal conversation. You're not just the person who owns the house that they're not, that, that they're a little bit nervous to be around. Cause, you know, you know what I mean? Like all that awkwardness goes away. So it only improves the experience and actually makes it more personable. And it can all be automated. That is awesome. Yeah, that's exactly what, what, what I was looking for, Brad. Thank you, man. That, that, that's great. Yep, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you, you mentioned in the session about, you know, how to get a client to show up trained. Yeah. And and that really is it, regardless whether they're whether they're they are a guest or whether they're an owner that you want to attract. It's the same it's the same system, isn't it, for, for, for yeah. either. Yeah, you gotta train them and you're training them on a couple of things. You've got to train them one, just on the logistics of like, hey, here's the house, here are the rules. 
Um, and repetition is the law of learning. So there's training there. And then on top of that, you're also training them how to have a good vacation. And so there's some elements around vacationing and then also the area. Like there's there's training and then there's training on the on the vacation and there's the experience. So there are a lot of different elements that, that you've got to make sure you get right in that. When you can nail that, man, you've got people showing up and that you can just blow them away. And I'm just I'm like I'm surprised at how, with the number of times I've I've rented vacation homes. I'm surprised at how little people have done to even expose. Like, here's the interesting thing. It wasn't until I came to your event and I spoke there and I got to rub shoulders with people that I actually recognize that every time I go into VRBO, I'm probably renting a home from somebody that has multiple locations that I could actually go through them to potentially pick my next vacation spot. Like nobody, like that never, it never crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. The only relationship I had was with VRBO. And so the ability for someone to, use like a VRBO or HomeAway or whatever, or an Airbnb or whatever, and then grab that relationship and have the person walk away saying, oh, no, no, I'm not a client of VRBO. I'm a client of, of, of Heather or I'm a client of John or I'm a client, like whoever I'm a client, I'm a client of that person. And like they ought to walk away knowing you've got other properties and other locations. And that can all be automated. So yeah, you train them on how to be prepared to be a good um, tenant or a good owner you prepare them for how to have an amazing experience so that they love you more and you prepare them for how to be a client of yours um, in the future. And, and I would, you know, if I, if I just like my brain starts to rip now, I'd be creating partnerships with people that have uh, properties in other locations that I don't own. And I would have like my own partner network. So it's like, I've got homes in Cali. Cool. If next year you want to go to New York or wherever, I've created this little syndicate of, of people where I can get paid by you, even if you don't pay me money because you're paying somebody else and I'm the one that's making the introduction. Anyway, I, I could go on and on. I, I would love to hear you go on and on, but uh, <laughs> um, okay, this 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 sounds fantastic, and you know, once again, I'm inspired again. However, it it seems I know people are out there listening, going, "Oh gosh, this is a lot of work. I've got to do all these emails. I've got to do all the videos, and and it you 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 touched on overwhelm um, in the session, and yep. and it sounds a little bit overwhelming." How can they take all this and make some sense out of how, how they can put it together? Yeah, perfect. So you're right. The, the curve of overwhelm goes like this. You get inspired by ideas and strategies. That's what we just did. It's like, oh, that'd be friggin' awesome. And then um, when you start to go to work, you realize, oh, crap, I have to go find all the tools I'm going to use to make this work. And then you're like, oh, crap, and I have to go find all the resources that are going to help me put my videos together and help me write my emails and do all of this. And then when you layer the strategies on top of the tools, on top of the resources, you're like, holy crap, I have no, <laughs> I have no idea how I'm going to get any of this stuff done. So, so a couple, a couple of key things, um, and 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 a couple of key things you want to look for. Number one is implementation, like getting ideas up and running, is actually not overwhelming, and it actually doesn't take a lot of time. And there might be a lot of people being like, yeah, whatever, that's, you're full of it, man. I've tried that. It does take a lot of time. Here's what actually takes a lot of time. Um, it's, it's when you blimplement. So we've created a word internally called blimplementation. And what it is, is it's when you're trying to blueprint and get clear on your strategy and implement it at the same time. So like, imagine if you were going to build your dream home and while you were building it, you were still finalizing the plans with the architect and you were kind of adding them in as you went, that would be ridiculously and insanely overwhelming. On the flip side though, um, the overwhelm drops dramatically when you have a very clear plan of, hey, this is exactly how I'm going to run this. Um, and then you can, because with that, you can get clear on, well, what are the tools I need? And the tools become after the plan, not before. You don't go get a tool and then say, hey, now what should I do? You decide how you want to run your business and what kind of experience you want to create. 
then you can be really clear what the tools are. You can be really clear what the resources are, and they're all organized because you have a plan. So the key is is that you recognize you can't you cannot implement ideas or strategies. You have to you have to build a muscle um, to be able to turn them into like a real plan, and then from there, implementation is actually it's actually really really easy. So that's that's what we always work on with our clients, whether they come out and go through uh, like our two day implementation sessions, or they come out and go through our two day planning sessions, um, or uh, we've actually started to do some work where we will. Um, we'll go into different industries and say, hey, I actually know exactly, know exactly what you need. So I've taken all the overwhelm out of it. I just need you to show up and tailor this to your specific business, um, and we give them the plan. So so the key is, this is what you want to do. You have got to be able to diagram and draw exactly how you want your business to run um, and be able to describe it to someone. So like, oh, cool, I get it. And we help people learn how to do that. So that's part of what we do. But that's the, that's the skill set that you have to get because from there, you can go implement. And then if you want to go the shorter route, the shorter route is you go find somebody who is familiar with your industry, who has already designed what the strategy ought to look like for your industry and already has uh, already has the, the tools basically done where all you have to do is come in rather than saying, okay, I've got to go shoot from scratch three emails. I've got to go right from scratch 34 or I got to shoot three videos. I got to write from scratch, uh, you know, 32 emails. I got to go create three landing pages. I've got to go do all of these things from scratch. You go find the system where it's pretty much already done in the industry and then you can short circuit a tremendous amount of the time, which would be the way that I would go because I just believe in paying experts to do what they do really well so I can go do what I do really well. Um, it just tends to work better. Yeah, I learned this over time, um, yeah. you know, wanting to do absolutely everything myself. And I think most people do. You know, I think we're saving money by doing it all yourself. But in fact, yeah, it, it, it doesn't work that way. No, there's a quote that I heard that said that um, rich people will spend money to save time and poor people will spend time to save money. And I was like, oh, I like that. And I get that there are some ways oh, where I can. That's a good one. I, yeah. I, like, I get where there are ways where I can say, well, that's not entirely accurate. It doesn't matter. The essence of that is solid. Rich people will spend money to save time. And I think that doesn't necessarily, that's not just like rich people monetarily. I think people that get how this game is played called life will spend money to save time. And people that have a, a poor mentality will spend time to save money. And I get that there are scenarios where it doesn't apply exactly, but the essence of that is just like, oh, just let that settle in. Like, mm, I might have to change some things about how I'm living my life right now, but it's a solid one. Uh, we, we learned in our business um, way, way back. I mean, we, we, we started with, you know, building our own reservation system. And unfortunately, my business partner is a, is a, is a database man and, you know, it was easy for him. Um, but it became overwhelming. As the business grew, it just became overwhelming. So then we went to another system, but it was it was sort of a half halfway house measure. So now, you know, fifteen years on, we're having to to change it all again. And I just wish at the outset we just said, "Oh, for God's sake, let's let's just go with the the platinum option out there." I wish we'd done that 15, 15 years ago. Would have saved a lot of time, and I think the business would have grown a hell of a lot faster than it actually did. Yeah. Yep. Yes, I have. I could share my own four, uh, four or five or six or a hundred war stories that are very similar. <laughs> so yes, yes, and yes. Yeah, Jason, do you want to share what uh, what we're um, what we're doing? Um, you know, following what Brad was just talking about. Uh, no, so obviously we've got a lot of content and a lot, lot of, of best tips and practices within the vacation rental formula. And something that we get all the time from owners and property managers alike is, okay, you know, what, what's the recommendations for this software? And how do you, how do you actually start getting into this field of automation? And um, 
I've got this great process. Now, how, how do I take it to the next level? So uh, something that, that we're really looking forward to, Brad, is working with, with Sixth Division on rolling out something here in the near future to really help uh, simplify this uh, decision-making for vacation rental owners. Yeah, no, sort of, it's sort of what we talked about before. Like When you look at automation, so we've talked a lot about experience, which is really just one of the four critical components of, of really having an automation platform that will help you grow your business. Um, and then, and then I, I sort of loosely identified that there are four critical areas. You got to have an automation strategy for your leads, for your prospects, for your clients, and then there's also you got to have an automated reengagement strategy for the people that aren't quite ready to buy, and then also to to stay in touch with their clients long term. Um, and we talked about a specific example in the client side uh, of how you can do that. And as we've been talking about the strategy you have, and even as I was at the event and I was talking with people and I was going through and saying, "Hey, you can do this and you can do this," that it, it was pretty apparent that there was a lot of like, that sounds really cool. And then it's exactly like what Heather said is, oh, and then um, I have to go figure out how to do that. And so it, it, get, it gets hard and difficult. And our, our, our specialty and our um, expertise is in the realm of implementing automation so that it will create the experience you want so you get more clients, happier clients, and it will save you more time. It's on the implementation side um, and, and specifically around how to build a really, really cool experience. And your guys' expertise is how to make vacation rental owners be successful. And you've got a lot of those strategies. And so the gap that existed before we started to talk was, well, yeah, they come to your event and you give them all these ideas. And then it's sort of like, I'm going to release you into the wild now to go figure out which tool to use and which resources to use and how to put it all together. And we're over here saying, hey, when you're clear on what you want to do, we can make this thing happen really, really quickly. So I'm super excited about the, the melding of the minds and basically taking your strategy, what we've learned around experience and how to implement and, and ultimately what we're creating is we're creating the easy button for building an automated vacation rental business, which is we already have the strategy defined. Um, it's already 95% built in the tools that you ought to be using because they're the easiest tools that are out there to run. It covers all of the forces of automation. It covers all of the different components across the entire client journey. Um, and all that really has to happen is we come in, get everybody's mind wrapped around uh, what it is that they're going to be running in their business. We've already talked, you know, at least about some of the examples of what will be included in that. Um, and then it's just a matter of, all right, well, where are your properties and what's the name of your company and what are the values that you want to communicate? There's some messaging exercises to do, but rather than it being, oh, I've got to do all those messaging exercises and then go spend like four months trying to figure out all the technology, it's just done. And it's like, it'll be in a couple of days and the whole thing's up and running and it's ready to go. So I'm, I'm super excited to be able to help um, the vacation rental owners that I, that I like I sat with and we rubbed shoulders with and it was like, man, that sounds really cool. And I'm not ready for that, which, which really is code for, I'm not ready to take on all the things that I anticipate that it will take to get it up and running. And we basically put our heads together and said, well, how about we just remove all those obstacles so that people can just get the benefits and the value of this now so they can actually help them grow their business. So it'll be, it'll be really, really, really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because that, that's one that the, um, biggest pain points for, for owners, especially because they, they're, they're in the experience business, you know, owners traditionally and actually property managers as well, aren't necessarily in the, uh, you know, tech and automation side of the house. Okay. So, uh, to be able to leverage, uh, you know, manage services and products to, to do this is really going to be a big win. I'm excited because I'm a property manager and, you know, apart from all the other things I do, I'm trying to manage the 200, it's just like herding cats, the 200 yeah. owners that that we have and try and take on board new ones and, and yeah. I'm excited because I'm I'm seeing so many opportunities for my business out of this. The beauty is it's how do I leverage all the power of automation without having to become a tech expert and a tech nerd, right? Like how like like I want all those benefits, but I, I didn't get into this to to become a developer or like a tech geek. 
And, and the reality is it's true for almost any entrepreneur. No entrepreneur said, you know, I got into business so that I could become a Facebook expert, unless their business is Facebook expertise, right? So you get into the vacation rental space, and that, that's what I think is most exciting for me is you have all these people that started and got into the business with a vision of, of what they could create for themselves and also for their clients. And, and at some level, I think everybody understands, well, technology and automation, is a, it is a necessary evil. And what I want to do is I want to take out the evil part and just have it be a, a necessary awesome that's in the business. That's exactly what this will allow, will allow people to do. Well, I just want to say to people, just watch this space because there's things going to be happening over the next couple of months that we are going to share with you as, as they come along. Hey, guys, I'm just really stoked about this and just so um, happy to have had you on here to talk about, you know, really, really the background to it all, Brad. One, one thing I do want to say is that we, uh, f- for those of you who are listening in and who would really like to um, see Brad in action, you can go to the show notes and download the presentation that Brad did at VRSS in its entirety. Just head on over the cottageblogger.com and, and you're going to get there because it's going to be um, a transitional period. So, so just head over to the show notes and download that presentation. And I think you will be just as inspired as I was. So Brad, thank you so much for, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to, to, have you, to have you with us. I look forward to working with your team so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. We are equally excited, equally excited. And Jason, thank you for, for coming on in too. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. I love doing this. It's fun. Well, thank you so much, Brad Martineau of Sixth Division and, and my friend, business partner, Jason Beaton. That was terrific. We've been wanting to do this form of automation, automation for a long, long time. And we've talked about it and really I've got, I've got bogged down in the overwhelm. It's held us back for years, I think, as a company that we haven't really got our act together and got this entire system developed so that we are creating these experiences for our guests and creating the experiences for our um, our owner clients as well. I loved hearing Brad talking about his experience of being a VRBO client because this is what is happening um, across the board. You know, if uh, if you're a property manager and you've got hundreds and hundreds of properties, somebody is booking those properties and all they're doing is, as far as they're concerned, is booking through VRBO. They don't know who you are. You know, however much you, you put your branding in the property or as far, you know, as, as far as you can in the messages that you're sending them, you've really got to pull together this uh, package, this branding package, which is an automated system from beginning to end, right the way through the client journey. And I know we've, we've discussed this before, but this is, this is the first time I believe it's, you know, it's becoming more cohesive. It's coming together. And as Brad, Brad and Jason said at the end, Vacation Rental Formula are working with Sixth Division. We're so excited about this. There will be a lot more to come over the next few months with um, with what we are going to be planning and ultimately implementing. And what more can I say? It's an exciting, exciting time. We've got several other projects on, on the go and uh, and you'll be hearing about them very, very soon. With that, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. I mean, <laughs> 
Brad has such huge amounts of energy, and I, I, I don't know. I get the, I get that, I get filled with that energy, and I finish off, and it's just like, wow, I've got to let myself down now, and uh, and really start planning with my business team. You know how we how we take this this forward because this is something that we are one hundred percent going to have in place uh, for next year. And you know it's coming at a great time because as we're into the into the fall and early winter, most of us are really winding down. We're having our downtime, and this is the time that we need to be pulling all these things together. And whether you do this marketing automation entirely on your own or you partner with somebody else to help you do it uh, efficiently and effectively and free up some of your time. You know, it's a good time to do it. Okay, that's it for this week. You will be hearing more about this and you'll be hearing more from Jason, hopefully Brad, in the future. Don't forget to go to the show notes and download that uh, that keynote presentation that Brad did. You know, you were, regardless of what you do in the future, you'll pick up some really great nuggets of information from that. There's a lot that's in that keynote that we didn't talk about and that I found incredibly interesting and useful. So make sure you go over and do that. Okay. Thank you once again for being with me. It's always an absolute pleasure and I'll be with you again very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.